0: Today is the Rule 5 Draft. Let's go over some of the available pitchers, some of the available position players, and a quick reminder about how the whole thing works. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen. Every single day and tonight, Wednesday night, is the Rule 5 Draft. It'll be live streamed on MLB.com at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Quick reminder about how the Rule 5 Draft works. I mean, This is a very good opportunity to go out and get some talent for your organization, provided that Uh, It works for you and your roster. So if you were signed at age 18 or younger, so an international free agent or a prep draftee five years ago, five seasons ago, the 2018 draft would have been the applicable draft for the prepsters, or you signed at age 19 or older four seasons ago, so the 2019 draft for any collegiate player then you are eligible for the Rule 5 draft unless you are put on your team's 40-man roster. Now, those decisions had to be made about two weeks ago, so that is baked in. If you were not added to a 40-man roster, you are eligible to be selected in the Rule 5 draft. The way the Rule 5 draft works, uh, picks go in the opposite order of the standings. So Astros are going to be picking last because they won the World Series. But... If you have an open 40-man roster spot, when it's your time to make a selection, you can choose a player for a $100,000 fee. That fee goes to the club that has the player now. Now, when you do that, that player goes on to your 26-man roster, meaning he is on your MLB roster. You cannot option him to the minors next season. You are required to keep him on your 26-man roster. If you want to get rid of him, there's you can't option him. You have to put him on outright waivers. So you have to waive him where he goes to the waiver process and anybody can claim the player. If he cl- clears waivers, then his previous team that had his rights when you drafted him, they have an opportunity to get the player back for $50,000. If they say no... If they decide they don't want him back, then and only then can you outright him to the minors. Uh, There's it's tricky to work around this too. Like he has to spend 90 days on the active roster, Uh, even if he's on the injured list, and that time on the injured list does not count towards the 90 days on the active roster. Same thing about if he's suspended. If he is suspended, those days of suspension do not count towards the 90 days he's required to spend on the active roster. Now, there are some different things you can do. You can trade a player selected in the Rule 5 draft. The restrictions go with the player. So if you grab a guy early uh, and, and you flip him to someone else for a prospect, you keep the prospect no matter what. That transaction's done. But the new team who acquires the Rule 5 draftee has to follow the same rules that you would have had to follow as far as 90 days on the active roster, uh, can't option him to the minors, and all of that. Now, you do have the ability to, like, if you trade for somebody who was a Rule 5 selectee, so uh, the, the Athletics take a guy in the Rule 5 draft, and the Braves trade for that guy. The Braves can go to the original team that had him before the Rule 5 draft and trade to get his full rights so that they can option him to the minors like normal. Probably a player to be named later, maybe cash, and they can go ahead and do that. So, interesting kind of quirks there. That is the major league phase of the Rule 5 draft. Now, the minor league phase, the way that works is your picks cost $24,000, not $100,000. And there are no roster restrictions on the players that you select. So works a little bit differently. These things come and go. Sometimes there's a ton of selections. Sometimes there's there's not a lot. We haven't had one since 2020. The 2021 Rule 5 draft was canceled when they agreed to the new collective bargaining agreement. It was decided it was too close to the start of the season to try to fit the Rule 5 draft in there. Uh, so we have not had one. Uh, going into next year, next year is the first year where somebody from the shortened 2020 draft, you know, it was only five rounds, uh, a college player from the 2020 draft would be Rule 5 eligible. Uh, and then after that, obviously, in uh, the next year would be prep draftees from the 2020 draft. And so the next two Rule 5 drafts are not expected to have a lot of action going on in there because your available player pool is so much smaller because so many less guys entered professional baseball. You had five rounds versus 20 or more, and then you didn't have nearly the volume of free agents because everybody was capped at, I think, $20,000 for a signing bonus. So this is probably the last big Rule 5 draft for a while. Another interesting quirk that you'll notice is in the days after the Rule 5 draft, you will start to see minor league free agents signing their deals. The way that the minor league free agents work, if you have been, if, if you were initially signed into professional baseball, either four or five seasons ago, depending on your age, and you are not currently on a 40-man roster, you are Rule 5 eligible. So if, An organization goes out and signs a 28-year-old minor league free agent, let's say last week, he is Rule 5 eligible because he's not on the 40-man roster. And so a lot of organizations will have handshake agreements with, with minor league free agents, but will not actually submit the paperwork to officially sign them until after the Rule 5 draft. So, later this week is when you'll see the minor league free agents start to sign, officially sign their deals and announce that they've agreed to terms with different organizations. In just a minute, I want to get to some of the arms available in the Rule 5 draft. This is always by far the biggest portion of the Rule 5 draft. Uh, but first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. Uh, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest and especially over the holidays so this season give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system simply safe was named the best home security system of of 2022 by US News and World Report that is the third straight year that they were named the best home security system of that year uh, It's because there's so many aspects of the home security system that are so much better with simply safe than all of the competitors. Crystal clear HD security camera feeds. Simply safe professionals that are there 24 seven to not only monitor and help you with things, but has fast protect technology to capture critical evidence and verify that threats are real. So you get higher priority police response. You can, you customize and choose your own sensors. So you have advanced sensors for every room, window and door. HD security cameras inside and outside, floodlights, hazard sensors that can detect everything from fires and floods and carbon monoxide to other threats to your home. The professional monitoring itself costs under $1 a day. So it's less than most of the traditional home security companies. And you have a fantastic app. Uh, I use the app all the time with my Simply Safe system. If I have someone coming to my home, let's say it's a dog walker coming to my home, I have a package delivery, I can op- I can turn off the alarm, unlock the door for somebody who's coming in to visit, I can see when a package has been delivered to my front porch, I can speak to anybody who comes to my door, all of it through the app right there at your fingertips. So don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off a new system. At simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like simply safe. Okay, so every year in the Rule 5 draft, there are a lot more pitchers taken than hitters. Uh, 2020, there were 18 total players taken in 2020. 15 of them not only were pitchers, but were right handed pitchers. And if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. You had 25-man rosters, and so your bench, your position player bench, was three or four players. And if you have a guy that you take that ends up being a bad selection and is not ready for the major leagues, it is so incredibly hard to hide that guy when you only have a three or four-man bench. Whereas if it's the bullpen, you can find opportunities, even if a guy is bad, you need somebody to come in the game and eat innings when you're down 10-2 to two in the 7th. You need a guy to come in and just wear two or three innings when you're down seven runs. That's not to say that that's all that happens. Akil Badu was taken by the Tigers from the Twins organization. Now, he got sent down to the minors afterwards. But, uh, you know, he made it through the entire season because he had abilities in the outfield, things like that. A couple guys that I find really interesting. No particular order here. uh, There's a ton of lists out there the best resource that i have found completely honest is jj cooper and jeff pontis uh, at baseball america do a big write up every year where they go and they write up anybody who they think might get picked in the rule 5 draft it's a great resource obviously baseball america is a paid resource but it's a great one if you want to know all the stuff about these guys uh, the first guy that stood out to me and i've been mentioning this since the day the picks were made antoine kelly of the rangers left-handed pitcher was part of the Matt Bush deal at the trade deadline and has dealt with injuries for a while. So thoracic outlet surgery at the end of 2020, came back mid-year 2021, wasn't necessarily ready, really kind of struggled. Uh, last year was in high A w- Wisconsin with the Brewers, looked good, and then got moved, went to Double A Frisco, with the Rangers and scuffled a bit there. Seven games, five starts, seven two three 3 ERA. But in Wisconsin, like started off the 320 ERA, 59 innings pitched, uh, 78 strikeouts in those 59 innings. And I think the key here, if you take Antoine Kelly, is you're looking at two really good pitches you can use in one inning spurts or maybe two inning spurts. And it's gonna be a fastball slider thing. So the fastball, remember, he's a lefty. So we sits 94 to 96, 97, can touch 98. It's fantastic velocity for a lefty, not something you see a ton. And then to go along with that, he's got a low to mid-80s slider that is absolutely plus. It's a wipeout slider. It's very good. The issues that he had, especially when he got to Frisco to double-A Frisco with the Rangers, with a lot of control issues, it would be control issues into the game. So second or third inning would start to come unraveled and things like that. I think if you just commit to Antoine Kelly as a reliever, he's got the fastball slider combo that is good enough to compete in a major league bullpen right now. And so that's one of the reasons why I think he's a good fit for the Rule 5 draft. Another arm, and this one's going to be a little bit iffy because of you don't have a ton of track record, but Andrew Schultz of the Phillies. Righty. And was drafted in 2019 in the sixth round out of the University of Tennessee. Uh, The issue you have here is, obviously, lost a 2020 season, right? He had Tommy John and missed all of 2021. And so, between what he did in 2019 and what he did last year, he's got 55 innings in his professional career. And it's four years in. Uh, But something where he dramatically changed what he did in college, like, in college, reworked the delivery, and and so the control hasn't really settled in with the new delivery. It was really long, took a long time. Uh, it's a lot quicker now, a lot faster to the plate now, but the control hasn't necessarily settled in. And so you're looking at lack of experience and if he control. But the reason he's on this list, the reason that J.J. Cooper put him in the write-up for Baseball America is the fastball sits 96 to 98, touches 99. It's a plus pitch, but then the slider, uh, very effective. Uh, High 80s, good break to it. He commands it very, very well to the point where you should probably throw the slider more than the fastball, which is outside of how guys normally treat that that two-pitch mix. But the slider is so incredibly good that in essence, you're using the slider to set up the fastball, and so uh, two pitches again can play really well. You're gonna have workload questions. You're gonna have to figure out how much can he do. He gave you 44 and two thirds innings this year between High A and Double A. Now he was effective, 14 and two thirds innings in Double A Reading with the Phillies, 2.45 ERA, 14 strikeouts, but 14 walks. So. Again, controls a little bit of a question, but the stuff is real, and that is enough to get a guy selected in the Rule 5 draft by an organization that can afford to have a couple blowups out of the bullpen because they're rebuilding and looking for talent anyway. Uh, speaking of Phillies guys, left-hand pitcher Eric Miller, uh, 2019 fourth rounder out of Stanford, and kind of in a weird place. So he's had he's had injuries. The velocity hasn't always been there to go along with it. He had a he had a rotator cuff strain in 2021 and they shut him down for about a month this season. So um was healthy from what we understand, but they were converting him into into a reliever. So they shut him down, he went to the futures game, came back as a reliever. And to me, I like what he looked like when he came back as a reliever. So Uh, You know, finishing off in Reading and then 10 games in Lehigh Valley. Uh, The thing here, he's got a bunch of pitches and they're all above average or so, but they play really well with each other. The fastball, again, he's a lefty. Sits 95 or so, can hit 98. Uh, Really good job at like bearing in on the hands of a hitter. Uh, He throws it up in the zone, can get tons of swing and miss with it. And then to go along with that, uh, the the slider sits in the upper 80s. It's kind of like a hybrid between a slider and a cutter. So it gives you good movement that's opposite of what the fastball does. Uh, to go along with that, you've also got a changeup. So you've got, in essence, a changeup, a cutter, and a fastball. And they all move differently. The changeup is probably the best one at completely missing bats because of the vertical break to it. You've got the fastball breaking one way horizontally. The slider cutter hybrid breaking the other way, and then the change up vertically breaking. So uh, everything starts in the same place, but nothing ends where it's where it's aimed. Uh, so it makes it good. I think he can work as a reliever out of the bullpen immediately. I think the Phillies realized that, and that's why they transitioned him last year, and then just didn't have the roster space to save him this year. If he doesn't get if he doesn't get drafted in the Rule Five draft, I would expect to see him. At some point in time, uh, up in Philadelphia, working in relief for the Phillies, who are just here to make ball go boom. That's the whole thing. That's what we're doing here. Ball go boom. Uh, Adrian Hernandez of the Blue Jays. So, right-handed pitcher. A lot of teams were looking at him for last year's draft, and then he wasn't taken. Really unconventional guy. So, 2018 IFA. The only one on this list of the pitchers that I have that's actually... Not a college draftee. Um, but 5'9, 175, smaller guy, and fake fastball's average. Uh, velocity's not that great 89 to 91, touches 93 as a righty. So it's below average velocity. But this is all to set up a phenomenal changeup. I mean, 70 grade changeup, fantastic changeup. It ha- has experience at a high level through 31 innings in Double I'm sorry, in AAA last year, um, 44 strikeouts to 16 walks, now 496 ERA, he's got some work to do because you've got the physical stature working against you, you've got the low fastball velocity, but again, you're here for the changeup, very, very good changeup, uh, he's got a curveball, it's fringe to average, uh, doesn't command it very well, it's hard to get folks to chase it because half the time you can't throw it where you want to anyway, but again, the changeup is a very, it's probably the single best pitch in the Rule 5 draft. And so because of that, folks have been looking at him now for two years about if he became available, we're going to go take him. It's one of those, like you want him enough to take him in the draft. You don't necessarily want him enough to like go trade for him, but you'll pay a hundred grand to get him in the Rule 5 draft. Last guy, Nick Enright of the Guardians. So uh, one of the most Accomplished relievers in the draft. He's got over a hundred innings across like seventy appearances between Double A AA and Triple A. Uh, in 2022, 288 ERA, one point uh, nine walk per nine innings, almost twelve strikeouts per nine innings. And so he's got a he, he's got a low nineties fastball again, below average velocity to it, but it's got a it's got really good carry. He can uh, spot it especially well. He can put it exactly where he wants it, so it's gonna it's gonna carry especially up in the zone. You're probably not gonna know where it's going. He's gonna throw it exactly where he wants to to go along with that. He's got a slider, uh, low eighties. He can get swings and swing and miss when he throws it in the zone, and then he can take it out of the zone and make you chase it when he's ahead in the count and has extra strike uh, extra balls to work with. So again. Fastball has really good life, but below average velocity. Uh, the slider, both of them, he controls very, very well. And he, again, he's got experience in the upper minors, uh, over a hundred innings between Double A AA and Triple A. Feels like it's kind of a slam dunk for him to be taken in the Rule Five and used. In just a minute, I want to cover a couple of the hitters. Uh, there were three hitters taken in the 2020 Rule Five Draft, and I kind of want to cover some of the possible options. Uh, but first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. you got football, college and pro. You've got basketball, men and women, both college and pro. You've got soccer. The World Cup is going on. I think Spain got eliminated yesterday because they missed a very easy penalty kick. Uh, esports, hockey's going on right now. And then... If you're a fan of, if you just want to stick to baseball, they just put out updated stats, stat projections for Jacob Degrom and Justin Verlander, as well as the next teams for the other three shortstops. So Carlos Correa's next twin, uh, team, they have the Twins as the favorite, three to two to keep him. But behind that, Cubs and Giants at three to one, Dodgers at seven to two, Yankees at nine to one for Dansby Swanson if he doesn't go back to the Braves. Cubs at four to one, Dodgers at nine to two, Twins at five to one. Mariners at eleven and two. Thought that was interesting. We talked about that the other day about they need to upgrade from JP Crawford, Xander Bogarts. If not the Red Sox, Dodgers at three to one, Cubs at four to one, Giants and Padres at six to one, Twins at fifteen to two. So Twins are in here to get one of these three, these three remaining shortstops since they lost Correa from last year's team. So it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because bet online is where the game starts. Okay, so position players, again, a little bit harder to take a position player and stash them all year on your roster simply because your bench is so shallow compared to your bullpen. But a couple of guys who have potential to be able to help you actually contribute at the big league level uh, Cameron Misner of the Rays, I think, is the first one. 2019 first-round supplemental out of Missouri by the Marlins uh, was was later acquired by the Rays. And the Baseball America guys make a great point of noting out that now that the roster's 26 men instead of 25, it gives you the ability to have a second backup or extra outfielder. And so what he did in 117 games in A Montgomery last year 251, 384, 431. 16 home runs, 42 extra base hits, 86 walks to 155 strikeouts, and 32 of 39 on stolen bases. So, you've got some issues, and I think this is the reason why they say you can't have him be your only backup outfielder. I mean, he, he, he struck out too much, didn't make a ton of contact at 251 batting average. But... He drew plenty of walks. I mean, on base of 384, 86 walks. He can work a count. Uh, He's nice and athletic. He's got above average defense in center, but he's probably plus in a corner. And the arm is good enough where you can play him in left or in right. Um, The speed is above average, but he's very efficient on the base paths. Yeah, 32 to 39 on stolen bases. And so, and then... He's got really good platoon splits against righties. 270, 398, 445 against a righty. And so he's useful as like a backup outfielder who can pinch run for you late in games. He could be a defensive replacement late in games. And then he could even spot start here and there against right-handed pitchers and or teams that are going to have a bunch of righties out of their bullpen in that game or that series. So useful there. Matt Gorski of the Pirates, 2019 second rounder out of Indiana. And um 56 games last year, didn't have a full season, but but uh time in the, the upper minors last year. 280, 358, 598, 24 home runs in 81 games. So you kind of like that. 32 walks to 87 strikeouts in his 56 games in um in in double A. Some of the issues here... Okay, he struck out tw- almost 30% of the time when he got to A. He hit most of his home runs in high-A Greensboro, which is a very hitter-friendly park. And so, it's like, yes, he has um, above-average speed. He's got a plus arm. He can play all three spots in the outfield. But the question is, is his contact ability good enough to be an everyday contributor? And... I mean, what do we say so much? Your power tool is only as good as your hit tool. And the question with Matt Gorski is, is he the high A guy? Is he the double A guy? Can you afford to have somebody who strikes out that much and has contact issues on your big league roster for the whole year? Again, that's why it's harder for a position player than a pitcher. But Matt Gorski is a candidate to be taken because of the power. Talking about that. Austin Shenton of the race, 2019 fifth rounder out of Florida International, missed time this year, didn't play a game after mid-June because of a hip injury. Uh, a lot of the most successful Rule 5 picks, and they make a point of this in the Baseball America piece, uh, Anthony Santander and Akil Badu were the, uh, the, the, the examples they give, are hitters who missed time with injuries and so they weren't protected because of that but they were a better hitter than their stats or their scouting reports may have said because they were either injured and trying to play through it or they just missed so much time. Shenton's a left a lefty hitter. Uh, great exit velo, kind of selective at the plate. Uh, 295, 398, 549 in 2021 in high A and double A. Didn't look as good this year. He was playing through the hip injury before it shut him down. And then he stretched defensively. Um... He can play third, but he's going to be fringy. He's not even going to be out. He's going to be below average at third. So you're kind of looking at a first baseman um, as a right-handed hitter. Tough to bring that on as a Rule 5 pick because it feels like first base. It feels like first base is the position where it's easiest to stick almost anybody in there. But when he's healthy, he can hit. And so it's the question of how healthy is he and how comfortable do you feel about having him as your first baseman or your backup first baseman all season. Um, guy who can actually pay, play third base, Andre Shaparo of the Yankees, 2015 IFA, saw a lot of folks asking for him to be protected and he wasn't. Um, his whole thing here has been injury issues. Okay. 64 games this year in Double A, 289, 369, 594, 19 home runs, 35 extra base hits, 25 walks to 54 strikeouts and was three to three on stolen bases. Good hit tool, good power tool. Defensively versatile, can play the corners for you, could probably hack it a little bit in the outfield. It's just availability. Is he going to be healthy? This is the second straight year that he played less than 70 games in the minors because of injury. So if he's healthy, you feel good about the ability for him to contribute, and you see why Yankees fans wanted to keep him. They did not want him to be unprotected. Last guy, Cam Devaney of the Brewers, 2019 15th rounder out of Elon, which is a university as well, as I'm told. It's not just a person who owns Twitter now. But uh, mostly in Double A last year, 115 games, 259, 340, 483. 20 home runs, 49 extra base hits, 43 walks to 96 strikeouts with six to eight on stolen bases. And the thing here you get, um, average contact ability, above average power, can play anywhere on the left-hand side. So shortstop, third base, can do them both at an average at least level. A little bit higher at third base than short. So gives you versatility. If you need somebody for depth and or need an option there um, on the left side of your infield, he's somebody you might be able to take. If you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crossby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm, Or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. Until tomorrow's show, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. <laughs>